This evening, I just want to share a couple of minutes on the topic, your sorrow does no good. Your sorrow does no good. The children of Israel, they were taken as captives to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar. But when the time has come, God wanted children of Israel to go back to the land of Israel. So they were taken, freed totally from their captivity, taken back to their land of Israel under the leadership of Zerubbabel. In the meantime, God put a special burden in the heart of Nehemiah, who was a cupbearer of the king, to go and build a wall around the city of Jerusalem. And Nehemiah came, and as we know, he had many oppositions to build the wall around Jerusalem, but eventually he built the wall around Jerusalem, and they were settling the children of Israel in many cities in Jerusalem, in Israel. We read all this in the book of Nehemiah, and in fact, the book of Nehemiah chapter 7 says, we read about two leaders by name Hanani and Hananiah. They were set as leaders among the children of Israel. And God asked Nehemiah to register children of Israel by genealogy. And everyone was getting registered in the land of Israel because they went on a captivity. Now they are coming back to their original nation, to their nation they were belonging to after 70 long years. And half of them would have died and half of them would have, you know, born new. So they need to go through the, you know, registry once again to refresh those details. And God asked Nehemiah to do it and Nehemiah did that. Then they appointed priests and Levites and gatekeepers and singers and Nethinims, Nethinims are the, the temple assistors, assistants, and they were all appointed, and the temple of God was fully in function, and children of Israel were getting settled in their cities. So in that context, we would like to read from Nehemiah chapter 8, a couple of scriptures, Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. Just want you to follow me carefully. Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 1 through 12. And I believe this evening that's where we find the, 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 the message that you and I need today. We are reading from Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 1. Now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law, verse 4. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him, at his right hand, stood Matathiah, Shema, 
Anaya, Urijah, Hilkiah, and Maaseiah, and his left hand, Pedaiah, Mishael, Malkijah, Hesham, Hesbedana, Zechariah, and Meshulam. Verse 5, And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the, to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Benai, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shebabdaiah, Hodeja, Meshejah, Kileta, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peleah, and the Levites helped the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place. Verse 8 says, So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense, means meaning, and helped them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, this, is, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quitted all Sorry, quieted all the people saying, Be still, for the day is holy, do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly, because they understood the words that were declared to them. So we are trying to understand this portion of the scripture, saying, Your sorrow does no good. You know, children of Israel... As I said, they were taken away from their captivity, brought back there to their land. As they were listening to the word of God, scripture says they grieved over many things. They started crying, they started weeping as the man of God was delivering the message. And they were just reading the scriptures from morning till noon. And children of God, they were crying. And I was thinking for why they were crying, for what reason? You know, they were crying as the word of God was read. And I couldn't understand the sorrow they were going through at that time. You know, some of them, they remembered their ancestors. When they left their nation and they went into Babylon, they went along with their parents and grandparents. And today, they are able to read, the, they are able to hear the word of God again, but they do not have their ancestors with them. They are no more. They died. They even lost some of their dear ones when they were under bondage in Babylon. They lost a couple of them on their way back. And they were thinking about all of them as the precious word of God is read. They were just worrying about a couple of their dear ones they were lost in the wilderness. You know, most of them, 
happened to you know turn to the ungodly or foreign gods in that land they are no more serving God and they turn around and see they were not there to listen to the reading of the word of God because they went into a foreign land and they collected their their culture and they went away from God and today they are not willing to come and sit and listen the word of God so they started weeping over all those things so most of them they lost all their possession they thought they can bring so much from their land but they could not bring many things you know, in fact, some of them, they did not even want to come back to Jerusalem. They were rebelling against the leadership saying that we came to this nation and our, our, our forefathers came to this nation and we were in fact born in this nation. We got very settled. We got so accustomed to the culture of Babylon. We don't want to come back to Jerusalem. They were rebelling against the leadership. They did not want to come back. And now they are forced to, be, you know, to come back to Jerusalem and they are asked to listen to the word of God. And you know what? They have to start everything right from scratch. Because they lost everything. They left everything. And the, the kingdom, the kings over there, they destroyed everything, including the temple of God. But now they have to build everything. Now, including their houses and the temple of God and the, the citadels, everything need to be built once again right from fresh. You know, they were just worrying about all these things. And people's hearts were heavily burdened. And scripture says, when they heard the word of God, they just simply wept. You know what? I have seen, I'm not sure whether you, you would have noticed. Not every time people cry when, they, when the word of God is preached. But there are times when people cry when the word of God is preached. There are a couple reasons why they cry when the word of God is preached. And word of God is powerful. It's a two-edged sword. And as the word of God is preached, you know, some of us are cut in our heart. That happens only when you are awake. If you are sleeping, nothing will happen. You pound with the word of God over and over again, nothing will happen. You still sleep. Word of God will not cut the heart. When the word of God will cut the heart? When your eyes are open. Not your eyes are open. When your heart is open. When you are listening to the word of God, you allow the word of God to enter into your hearts. And we see people crying. It happens in our church. I have seen people crying when the word of God is preached. And we also see word of God when people cry, when they are going through so much of burden in their lives. When there is so much of burden and pain and suffering in their lives, word of God easily work in their hearts. So here we see people of God, they were going through so much of burden in their lives when the word of God is just not even preached. It was just read and they started crying. Now verse 10 and 11, we want, I want to read it. Verse 10 says, then he said to them, go your way, eat fat, drink the sweet, and send portions for whom nothing is prepared, means give to others, those who do not have, for this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, many of us use that scripture, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But this evening, I want us to know in what context the word, the joy of the Lord is your strength was spoken. Children of God were crying and weeping. But the man of God was say, telling them, telling to them, this day is a holy day. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For this day is holy to our Lord. 
You know, sometime this evening, I want you to turn your attention to me, listening to me. Some of our sorrow, some of our grief, some of our, you know, some of our cry defiles the holiness of God. Because scripture says, this day is a holy day. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And verse 11 says, so the Levites quieted the people. They said, come on, do not cry. Just be quiet. Why? Verse 11 says, be still for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. You know, God wants us not to grieve over situations. God wants us not to grieve over many things because the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, our grief not only put us down, not only it affects others, but also defiles the holiness of God. It is equivalent to somebody willfully sinning and entering in the presence of God. You can imagine if somebody is totally drunk or somebody smokes, smoking, you know, he, come, he or she comes and stands with us and prays the Lord. How awkward it will be. It will be the same way when we grieve over situations in our lives. Because God says it is a holy day that do not grieve. Do not grieve. Now God wants us not to, you know, grieve over many things. And at times we grieve. Because, not that it happened in our lives, as Jophin was sharing, we grieve, we don't really grieve because we, sometimes we may cry out of joy, out of gratitude, out of thankfulness to our God. But we don't really cry, grieving over, Lord, why it happened. As he was saying, you know, when all these things were going through, not even a single uh, uh, teardrop came out of his eyes. Now, I, I, I also remember my dad was in the hospital for 40 days, but then he didn't, he didn't recover. I lost, we lost him. But, you know, during all this process, until his burial, nothing, not even a single uh, teardrop came out of my eyes. God doesn't want us to grieve over situation. God doesn't want us to grieve over things. It is easy to preach, but then, you know, when it comes practically in our lives, that's where we, God wants us to show that we are children of God. Children of Israel are grieving over many things as the word of God is going into their lives, into their minds and ears. You know, they are, you know, just so burdened because they think about so many things. They worried about their lives. But children, men of God, they were saying that do not grieve. Do not grieve. Do not spoil. Do not uh, defile the holiness of God. Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. You know, grief and sorrow at times cannot be separated from our lives. But this evening, I believe that God wants us to rejoice in Him because the joy of the Lord is our only strength. They heard the word, but they were missing something which is the genuine joy. You know, today in churches, people hear the word of God, people come and people worship the Lord, but in many of the churches, one thing which is missing is the genuine or the soul-felt joy of the Lord. The real joy of the Lord. You know, as I speak this evening, God is asking you, God is telling you, do you have the joy of the Lord in your life? That doesn't mean that you will not cry forever. No, it's not that. It is the joy that you carry within yourself, within your life, knowing that you are a child of God. Knowing that you are under God Almighty's care. That kind of assurance is what God is expecting in our lives. 
What is the joy of the Lord? I just want to you know, give three clues before I close. What is the joy of the Lord? Number one, or I would put it another way, what are the different sources of the joy of the Lord? The number one source of the joy of the Lord is as we know, Jesus. Jesus is the joy of the Lord. Just want to you know, turn your attention to one instant that took place in the life of Philip. As Philip was ministering, the Spirit of God asked him to go and minister in Samaria. And Philip went into the city of Samaria and he preached the gospel in the city of Samaria. And scripture says many were healed in the city of Samaria and many demons were cast out in the city of Samaria. And the scripture says there was a great joy in the city of Samaria. I just want you to read, want us to read that scripture. Let's turn to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, verses 4 to 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And verse 8, and there was a great joy in that city. You know, this evening I just want you, I, I want to tell you that the number one source for the joy is Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some of us, some of you may be listening to me in over the internet or maybe through television. This evening we would like to tell you that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you can gain that strength from Jesus Christ. Jesus came to this world to give you that joy. Jesus Christ is the number one source of the joy. The moment you don't have Jesus in your life, you lose the joy. You think that everything is okay in your life, but things are not okay. You think that, you know, you are trying to live like others, but you are not able to live like others. It's because you are missing something really in your life. And that's what you need today. That's the joy of the Lord. And only Jesus Christ can offer you the joy that you are looking for. And as Philip preached the word of God, the gospel there in the city of Samaria, many things took place there. And word of God says, as we read, there was a great joy in the city. Amen. And this evening, God is telling you, the number one source of that joy is Lord Jesus Christ. Another source of joy that scripture is talking about is the word of God. Is the word of God. You know, we can get joy from this word of God. You know, today people are happy in this world. Many are happy, but they are missing the real joy. There is a difference between being happy and being joyful. Happiness is momentary and joy is lifelong. Happiness is very superficial or surface level, but joy is something which is very deep in your heart. If you go to a downtown or go to a pub there and people rejoice over there, uh, they don't really rejoice. They feel happy and they may dance and they enjoy everything what's going on there. But then one thing which is missing their life is the real joy, the genuine joy, the soul touching, the soul deep joy is what is missing in their life. And we are talking about Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can give you the joy that you are looking for. And number two, what can give joy to us is the word of God. Let's read one scripture, Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Jeremiah 15, 16, scripture says, 
your words were found and I ate them. You know, the man of God is saying, your words were found and I did not read the word. I ate the word. What does it mean? I ate means he just consumed that word. He fully took that word and thinking that that word is for him. That word is for him. You know, those who receive the word of God, as if that word is preached for them, as if the word is given for them, they receive the joy. And scripture says, if you continue to read, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Your word was, the, was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Your word is a joy to me. The number two source from where we get joy today is the word of God. You know, if the word of God is not giving you joy, there is something really wrong with you. If you are not able to rejoice over the word of God, we need to set right things with God and tell him, Lord, I want to rejoice over your scriptures. You know, I want all of your Bibles to be marked with multiple colors. You know, as the Lord speaks to you, as you meditate on these words, because every time these scriptures, those five scriptures, as the man of God, he was lying in the bed. He couldn't do anything else, but all that he could hold on on that day was those five scriptures. As he was holding on to those five scriptures, his soul was interceding to God. He was in a coma condition, but his soul was interceding God. His soul was holding on to those scriptures. You know, even though, even though when we lose our conscience, if these words are hidden in your heart, those, your soul will cry out with these scriptures to God. And that's where you see the miracle of God. Word of God is the real source of joy. Third source of the joy is the Holy Spirit. Let's read Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans 14, 17. We know the scripture. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, why do we rejoice whenever every time when we come into the presence of God? Because the Holy Spirit is the joy of the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit gives us joy kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we talked about three sources from where you, can, you and I can get the real joy. Number one, Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, the word of God. Number three, the Holy Spirit. And on that day, Ezra and Nehemiah and all the leadership, they were telling, it is a holy day. Don't be grieved on this holy day. Because... The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, the joy gives us strength. Do you know that? Have you realized, experienced? You know, at times when you are so dull, when you are so discouraged, when you feel like not doing anything, in a momently, maybe someone prayed for you, or you read the word of God, or you listened to a man preaching the word of God. The momently, moment you get that joy in your life, you get that strength. Until that point of time, you don't feel like doing anything. But now, once you receive that strength, that strength will lead you to gain practical results. That strength will lead you to do something. Until that point of time, you don't do anything. You don't feel like going to church even. But once you receive that strength, you want to do things for God. You know, only the joy of the Lord gives that strength and only that strength will push us, will keep us moving forward, you know, for all the things that God wants us to do on this earth. And this evening, God is speaking to us. Our sorrow does not add any good. 
But joy gives us strength. We will start living, we will start producing, we will start moving and we will become effective for God. And this evening, God is calling us to come out of our sorrows. God is calling us to come out of all those things that are appearing as heavy weight over our lives. Shall we all just stand for a time of prayer this evening? I don't want anyone to move from uh, this point of time. Just be here. It's a prayer time. Shall we just pray? This evening, I'm sure you heard the word of God. This evening, just I want you to take time to analyze your life. I know that some of you are going through deep sorrow in your lives. The Spirit of God this evening wanted me to give this message to you, knowing that you are going through a time of sorrow and grief in your life. But this evening, God is telling you, God is asking you that you, your sorrow is not doing anything good, but instead your sorrow is defiling. Your sorrow is not good in the holy presence of God. Your sorrow is not the right thing to carry in your mind when you stand and worship and sing and clap in the presence of God. Your sorrow is, has to be thrown out. Your sorrow has to get rid of this evening and God is telling you that it is time, my son, my daughter, that you need to come out of that sorrow. No matter what sorrow you are going through in your, in your life this evening, God wants you to give everything to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to make a time for give a time for you to pray this evening I just want to make sure that you pray to God and you leave your sorrow that's this kind of sorrow that you are going through this evening and you leave everything at the feet of the Savior hallelujah on the day Israel Nehemiah told children of Israel do not grieve do not grieve do not grieve do not hurt your heart your grief is not going to do anything good in fact your grief is defiling your life it is not good to have to stand in the presence of God with sorrow in your heart this evening God is speaking to you hallelujah 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 I just want you to lay that down at the altar hallelujah can we just lay that grief and sorrow at the altar this evening hallelujah Jesus Christ our Savior died at the cross for you and this evening God is calling you to come and lay your sorrows and grief your deep sorrows and deep griefs and the presence of the living God hallelujah he can set you free he can give you the joy that everlasting joy the joy that will never be taken out of you this evening hallelujah I'm just going to ask God to fill you with the joy hallelujah thank you Lord hallelujah 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 father I thank you for these words of God this evening father I ask you that Lord God you would fill all of us with the joy thank you Lord some of us Lord need the joy this evening thank you Jesus just pray to God this evening God is about to fill you with the joy this evening thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah our sorrows will be taken out our sorrows will be wiped away our tears will be wiped away this evening God is telling you my son my daughter lay that thing at my altar lay that thing at the cross I will set you free hallelujah hallelujah I don't know what sorrow you are going through but there is something that is hidden deep most in our in your heart and this evening God is revealing that to you and telling you my daughter my son you need to just lay that at my feet I will handle that for you I will handle that for you hallelujah I strongly believe this evening God brought you here just to lay that down at the cross hallelujah hallelujah can you just do it by faith this evening I'm sure just a joy a 
of the Lord is going to fill you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this moment. I thank you for this moment, Lord. Lord, I feel that, oh God, the sorrows are being taken out of our hearts this evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The heavy burden is getting rolled away from our hearts this evening, oh God. The sorrow is being thrown out, oh God, from our hearts this evening, Lord. I pray that you would set us free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And let the joy of the Lord fill each and every one of our hearts this evening. There is no more sorrow. Lord, whatever we go through on this earth, Lord, that deep most part of our heart need to be filled with an untakeable, unshakable joy. Hallelujah. Father, this evening we thank you. We thank you for the joy that we find in you. The joy that we find in the word of God. The joy that comes through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that such a joy come and rest upon our lives, O God. Send all of us with your peace. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name.